Okay. Hi, everyone. So today I want to talk a little bit about Socrates' counsel to us to care for our soul and uh, what that means. And I'm just going to... I'm just going to jump right into it. So, so here goes. Okay, so for Socrates, the essence of philosophy is self-examination, which has its roots in the, in the famous Delphic injunction, know thyself. But what does examining the self mean exactly? Well, for Socrates, it has to do with getting acquainted and coming to grips with the reality of our soul. Because for him... That's fundamentally who we are. So, it's the soul that deserves our exclusive attention. And as he says in Plato's Apology, it's that which we have to care for and try to do our best to perfect. Okay, but, well, what's the soul then? Well, this is where things get really interesting. So, according to Socrates, the soul is something like like the seat of thought and language. Now, whether the soul is something distinct from the body, another entity altogether, is another matter. I actually don't think Socrates thought this, but that's a discussion best left for another time. Anyway, okay, so we have to care for our souls. But how do we do that? Well, traditionally, at least in the Eastern religions or philosophies, to tend to your soul involved something like solitude or or isolation right? You know, you're supposed to get away from everybody and everything and isolate yourself and meditate in complete silence or some such thing. Well, actually, it's the opposite for Socrates. For him, we come to understand our soul and can work to make it better when we talk to other people. In other words, the work of self-examination and the perfection of the soul is found through dialogue not through silence or isolated meditation. And Socrates' own life attests to this, doesn't it? I mean, the guy was a, was a chatterbox. He spent all his time in the marketplace talking to anyone who would listen to him. And, you know, he never wrote anything down. No, actually, he had an aversion to the written language. And the reason for this is, is pretty suggestive. It's because written words are dead things, he said. They're like paintings that can't answer you when you ask them something. So again, the message is that it's back and forth dialogue between two people that's essential if you want to get to know who you are. That is, what the state of your soul is like and how it can be improved. Okay, but now we're getting to the heart of things. So the question is, how does talking to another person generate this this self-examination and improvement. Well, remember what I said earlier, that for Socrates, the soul is the seat of thought. Thinking is our essence. And language is the authentic expression of thought. So the idea then is something like this. What talking to another person does, what engaging in a, in a genuine dialogue does, is it necessitates that we articulate our beliefs and defend them against objections. Well, this is very revealing. It'll disclose to us just what sort of state our soul is in. If we can't articulate our beliefs, if we can't be consistent in what we say, 
if we can't defend ourselves against objections and so on, or if we're just prattling on with no regard for what the other person says, then what all of this reveals is a misguided soul or a soul that lives in confusion. It reveals our intellectual vacuity. Socrates thought of this as a kind of sickness, actually. Not of the body, but of the soul. As a kind of intellectual and spiritual disease. And a lot of people suffered from it, he thought. When people talked, it revealed a great deal of confusion and ambiguity. People speak a lot, but they don't really understand the meaning of the words they're using. Or they repeat what they've heard from others, or recite platitudes, or say meaningless things. Again, this is a sickness of the mind, a befogging and obscuring of the soul. And who are we exactly if we find ourselves this befuddled and inconsistent? If our essence is thinking, and yet we're not at all clear about what it is we believe and what we think, then there's a real problem here about identity and self-knowledge. This is why thoughtless talking, inaccurate words, and misuse and abuse of language is so dangerous, because it all just contributes to the confusion of our minds and so to the fracturing and disappearing of the self. Well, now we can understand Socrates' obsession with genuine dialogue and with um, clarification of language. It's because shared speech, right speech, speaking clearly, is medicinal. It cures us by clearing up the confusion in our minds and in so doing helps us to perfect our soul. Actually, Socrates even compares proper speaking with the um, physician's art. He says that the, the method of the art of healing is the same as the art of speaking. Whereas the former makes the, the body healthy, the latter can make the soul aware of itself and so virtuous. So, it's through language that the soul learns to understand itself and to gain in clarity and coherency. Actually, this all reminds me of something amazing that Socrates says to um, this younger person he's with. He says to him, he says, Speak so that I can see you. Well, what does this mean? Well, it means that when we look at someone with our eyes, we don't really see who they are. It's only when we listen to what they say that we're getting a sense of their inner being. And again, this is because language discloses the soul. So, to conclude, let me go back to the um, Delphic injunction to know thyself. So it's interesting. The origins of that saying go back to a, a mythological time when Apollo was believed to have lived in Delphi as a young god. And the story goes that it was then that he was said to have killed the, the terrible Python, the dragon that lived inside Mount Parnassus, and in so doing freed the inhabitants of Delphi from it. Now, what does this story symbolize? Well, maybe Python represents darkness. That's to say, he's the creature who caused people to wallow in blackness and confusion. And when he was killed by Apollo, 
This allowed the people of Delphi to finally see clearly. This was the work of Apollo then. He brought light and obliterated the source of darkness. Well, according to Socrates, this is exactly what shared dialogue and the correct use of language does. It obliterates the darkness and confusion inside of us, which, once gone, allows for the genuine manifestation of our being. Mm -hmm.